Hi everyone, this is Dr. Margaret Paul with the Inner Bonding Podcast. And today I want to talk about how to stop being a needy energy vampire. Energy vampires are people who are completely abandoning themselves and then they try to suck the life out of others in order to get the love that they're not giving to themselves. So not loving themselves leaves them to be deeply emotionally needy. When your intent is to get love, rather than to be loving to yourself and to share your love with others, you are an energy vampire. When you're not in the moment-by-moment process of learning about what's loving to yourself and taking loving action for yourself, then what you're doing is you're abandoning yourself, which creates an empty hole inside. And this empty hole needs love. And you're going to try and get love from others in any way you can. And this neediness creates a kind of energy pull. Other people might not be fully conscious of the energy pull from you, but they're going to usually back off because your pull feels yucky to them, even if they don't understand what's happening. Now, of course, you might find someone who is such a caretaker, a big caretaker, that they stay and let themselves be drained by you. But you need to know that people who allow themselves to be drained and used by you have strings attached to what they give. Their giving is attached to an expectation that you're going to love them and fill their emptiness as well. Both of you will inevitably feel very disappointed. Inner emptiness is that awful, hollow feeling in the pit of your stomach, and it's a common experience for many people. It's a feeling that is so distressful that often leads to numerous addictions in an attempt to fill that empty, that alone place inside. Food, alcohol, drugs, television, shopping, sex, busyness, gambling, and fantasy are just some of the common addictions used to momentarily fill the emptiness. And of course, they become addictions because they they do work for the moment. But because that sense of fullness doesn't last very long, you have to keep doing them. More food, more sex, more shopping, and so on. They never actually permanently fill you. They're they're just like band-aids. They're flimsy substitutes for what you really need, which is love. The inner emptiness, that feeling of inner emptiness, is your inner child letting you know that there's a lack of love inside. It's not a lack of food or sex or television. And yet trying to get love from another person is just another addiction. feels great for the moment. But what about the next moment when the person isn't there or they get angry or they withdraw their love? So then back to the emptiness and the other addictions as you frantically try to avoid feeling so empty and so alone. As long as you believe that something outside yourself can fill you up, a substance, a process, a person, you're going to be seeking the love you need in all the wrong places. 
This issue centers around beliefs regarding who's responsible for your feelings and whether or not you are responsible for another's feelings. As an adult, you are 100% responsible for causing your own inner emptiness and for learning to fill your emptiness with love for yourself and then love to share with others. Over and over, I see so much suffering because people just won't accept responsibility for their own feelings and won't accept their helplessness over how others treat them. I see people spending years and years doing everything they can to try and have control over getting love, getting attention, approval, validation, or sex from others, and then wondering why they never feel happy and fulfilled, why they still feel empty inside. So, of course, if you feel empty, you're certainly not alone in feeling this way. Most people who feel empty have some deep, false beliefs regarding why they feel empty. I've heard many false beliefs from my clients about why they feel empty, such as, I feel empty because my partner isn't giving me enough love and attention. I feel empty because I don't have a partner. I feel empty because I'm bored because my partner doesn't provide me with enough stimulation. I feel empty because my work is unsatisfying. I feel empty because I'm not successful enough. I feel empty because I don't have enough money. I feel empty because I have no one to play with on weekends. I feel empty because nothing excites me. Life is boring. I feel empty because I just don't get enough love and attention and approval from others. I feel empty because I don't get enough sex. So notice that all these reasons have to do with what you're not getting externally. Yet none of these are the causes of inner emptiness. So what do you usually do to try and fill inner emptiness? Do you try to fill up externally with substances such as food and sugar and alcohol and drugs or cigarettes? Do you try to fill up with processes and activities such as TV, the internet, sex, computer games, work, shopping, spending, gambling, phone, email? Do you use manipulations such as anger or blame, over-talking, storytelling, caretaking others to try and get the love you're not giving to yourself? As I've already stated, these may work for the moment, but not for long. Very soon, the emptiness is back, and you're looking for another fix to temporarily fill up the black hole within you. Problem with all these behaviors is that they only address the symptom of inner emptiness, not the cause. There's only one thing that truly fills the emptiness, and that's love. And there's only one cause of inner emptiness, which is a lack of love. But it's not a lack of someone else's love that causes your emptiness. Inner emptiness is caused by not loving yourself and being disconnected from your spiritual source of love. Inner emptiness comes from a lack of connection with your spiritual source of love, from not opening to the love that is what our universe is 
not bringing that love to yourself through your thoughts and loving actions. Just as a child feels alone when there's no one there to love him or her, your inner child also feels alone and empty when you're not there to love him or her. When you abandon yourself by judging yourself, ignoring your feelings by staying in your head, numbing your feelings through substance and process addictions, and making others responsible for your feelings and for loving you, you're going to feel empty. You're causing your own emptiness, your own neediness by your self-abandonment. So, of course, this is when you become a needy energy vampire, pulling on others for the love, the attention, and validation that you're not giving to yourself. We can't get filled externally with what we really need, which is love. Love is what spirit is. So unless you learn to connect with your higher guidance, you will likely often feel empty and needy and pull on others' energy. As long as you believe that who you are is your body and your ego-wounded self, you're going to feel empty inside. Your body and ego mind is not you. Your body is the physical home for you while you're incarnated on this planet, but it's not you. Your programmed ego mind also isn't you. You are spirit. You are the love, the joy, the wisdom, and the peace of spirit. You are an individual, individualized manifestation of God, created in the image of the love that is God. The emptiness is there when your ego mind has dominion over your soul. When, through the practice of inner bonding and the development of your loving adult, you learn to open to your essence and experience your connection to and oneness with spirit, then you will feel the fullness and joy within of who you are. But you can't begin to feel the fullness of love until you decide to release your individual ego will to the higher will of your higher self. As long as you're devoted to your program false beliefs and concepts, you're going to be stuck in your wounded self. As long as getting love and trying to have control over getting love with your various manipulations coming from your emptiness and resulting neediness, as long as that's more important to you than loving yourself and others, you're going to be stuck with emptiness. As long as you attach your happiness and worth to your performance, to your looks, and to how others feel about you, you're going to be stuck in your neediness. As long as you believe that you can know what's in your highest good from your own ego-wounded mind, you're going to continue to try and have control over what you think you need to feel happy and full. Releasing our own will and opening to the higher will of our higher guidance is actually a simple concept. Yet it's the greatest challenge we have. Most people are so stuck in believing that it's their own mind that keeps things going, that keeps things together, that they're terrified 
to let go of being guided by their higher power. Yet when you open to learning about loving yourself and others and take loving action based on what your guidance says rather than what your wounded ego mind says, you find that things do not actually fall apart at all. In fact, they get much better. Learning to love yourself through being guided by your higher guidance brings great joy and fullness of being. Your inner child needs love, your love, to feel full inside. Loving yourself and sharing your love with others fills the emptiness. It's the only thing that does. Now I want to talk a bit about the difference between needs and neediness, because sometimes there's a confusion here. Sometimes it's a challenge to know what our reasonable relationship needs and when we're being needy. So my client, Clarice, asked me this question. I'm currently dating a wonderful person who I care about greatly. Challenge for me is that his, uh, that his job is very demanding, leaving us little time to spend together. I'm aware my childhood triggers of abandonment are being triggered. However, I'm having a difficult time figuring out if I'm being reasonable or unreasonable with my need for attention. How do I discriminate between my codependent neediness and my true need to love and be loved while living my own fulfilled life? So, of course, each of us has the right to want whatever amount of attention we want in a relationship. Some people love to spend a lot of time together and others need less time together. There's nothing wrong with wanting more time with a partner. The problem for Clarice lies in wanting this from her current partner, who's not available to give her the attention she wants. She asks if she's being reasonable or unreasonable with her need for attention. The answer is that she's being reasonable in what she wants, but unreasonable with her current partner because she's expecting attention from someone who's not available to give it to her. She's not accepting that her wonderful guy is too busy in, her, in his job to meet her need for time and attention. So Clarice has, has a choice to make. She can accept that she is in a relationship with a wonderful man who just doesn't have much time for her and learn to give herself the attention she needs, or she can seek a relationship with a man who doesn't work as much as he does. The choice she does not have is to try and have control over getting her boyfriend to work less. Trying to control another to get your needs met generally leads to power struggles and distance. Also, if Clarice is abandoning herself and expecting her boyfriend to give her what she's not giving herself, then her need is coming from neediness. If Clarice has learned how to love herself and feels ready to share her love, then her need is coming from a healthy place within. She states that she wants to love and be loved while living her own fulfilled life, so her desire to spend more time with her boyfriend may not be needy but she's having trouble accepting that he isn't available in the way she wants and needs. 
So just because we have a reasonable need doesn't mean that our partner is obligated to meet it. For Clarice to find an appropriate partner, she needs to fully validate and accept her need for time with a partner and also accept that she has no control over another's time. She might be with a wonderful man, but he may not be a match for her regarding available time to share love. So she either needs to accept that she doesn't have and may never have the kind of time with him that she wants and make herself happy in other ways, or she needs to move on and seek a relationship with a more available man. Only she can know which choice is most loving to her and is in her highest good. Now, it's important to understand that the wounded self in all of us is needy. The wounded self in one way or another is always pulling on others for love, for attention, approval, and validation. When there's no loving adult present to attend to these inner needs, then the wounded self has no other options but to try to have control over getting what it needs from others. We choose not to show up as a loving adult and take care of these needs ourselves when we operate under the false beliefs that we can't do it, that another can do it better for us than we can for ourselves, and that our best feelings come from getting love rather than being open and loving with ourselves and others. These false beliefs can keep people stuck in attempting to manipulate others into giving them what they want and never experiencing the incredible joy that comes from opening the spirit and feeling the love that's always here for all of us. And the needy person often operates under another false belief, and that is that others can't tell when they're being pulled on and manipulated into caretaking, that they can fool others into thinking that they're open when they're actually needy and trying to control. So here's an example. Joseph came to one of my five-day intensives because his marriage was falling apart. His wife had finally decided that she was no longer willing to be constantly pulled on to fill him up and to take responsibility for his feelings. Joseph had never been any other way and had no idea what to do differently. Came to the intensive hoping to discover how to do it, quote, right. When, jo when Joseph was working with me, his intention was to figure out how to do it right so he could get my approval. He wanted control over my approval. Part of my job as a facilitator is to help people to become aware of their intention. Joseph had no intention to learn about loving himself. He just wanted to learn how to better manipulate getting approval from others. Joseph tried one form of manipulation after another to get me to be his loving adult and give him the approval that he wasn't giving himself. So first he was charming and complimentary regarding me and my work. Then he went into storytelling and explaining. Then he plunged, then he plunged into his self-judgments. Then he withdrew and became silent. Each time he tried a new manipulation, I would gently ask him what he wanted from me and if there was anything he wanted to learn about loving himself. 
Each time he said he was open, but he wasn't. How did I know he wasn't open? Well, there's a huge difference between action and energy. While his actions may have looked open when he was asking questions about how to take care of himself, energetically, he was completely closed. The only way we can know a person's intent is to feel it within our own body. I couldn't feel Joseph. He was completely in his head rather than in his heart. So no open energy was coming from him. Finally, Joseph decided that he could get me to take care of him if he went into deep pain. So he started to sob and sob. He was in victim pain, the needy pain of the abandoned child that says, take care of me. I looked around the room. No one was moved by Joseph's pain. No one felt his pain in their own bodies. This is how we know whether or not a person is open or closed by what we feel in our bodies. When somebody's in true authentic pain, we feel moved to comfort them. But when they're in victim pain, uh, we want to move away. So I didn't move in to comfort Joseph and caretake his pain. I felt deep compassion for his abandoned child, but it was he who was doing the abandoning and causing the pain. When I offered him this information and told him that his sobbing would not work to get me to take care of him, he then became enraged. He screamed at me like a little kid having a, tenter, having a temper tantrum. I lovingly invited him to try every manipulation he could to get me to take responsibility for his feelings. I encouraged him to notice that he was not wanting to learn about what his abandoned child needed from him. He just wanted me to do it for him, just as he had been doing with his wife. Joseph did try everything he could think of to get me to take care of him. And when nothing worked, he finally chose to open to learning about loving himself. He left the intensive in a completely different place than when he came in, determined to learn how to take loving care of himself. His marriage greatly improved, and he's still married many years later. Neediness is a common cause of relationship problems. Neediness is the foundation of codependent relationships. Takers demand that others take responsibility for their happiness and well-being, and caretakers accept this responsibility in the hope that the other person will love and approve of them. Neither one of them is taking responsibility for their own feelings, and so they're abandoning themselves and creating their neediness. Aaron asked me, I already see many times a day when I'm needy and having unrealistic demands from friends. Still, the tendency is to want to react needy with pulling and so on. I see it now more and I can stop myself uh, more often now. But what are the next steps in this process of not acting it out? How can I stop feeling rejected a lot? So I said to Aaron, that the key to understanding the next steps lies in the fact that she feels rejected a lot. Feeling rejected by others indicates that 
you're rejecting yourself in numerous ways. One of the things you're doing that's self-rejecting is that you're making others responsible for your feelings. Imagine you have a child, and instead of loving this child, you try to keep giving her or him a way to others to love. Wouldn't that child feel rejected by you? Your inner child feels deeply rejected by you when you pull on others for approval and attention. So Jackie asked, when I feel needy with my partner, I sometimes feel indecisive between asking him to hold me and attending to my feelings on my own. I'm not sure whether to cuddle next to him or go do something by myself. I'm uncertain why I have this internal conflict and how to decide what to do in those times. I told Jackie that we all have legitimate needs for being held and receiving support. When you come to your partner as a loving adult, wanting responsibility for your own feelings but needing extra support, then you're not being needy. When you come to your partner as an abandoned child, wanting him or her to take responsibility for your feelings, then you're being needy. It's all about your intention. So ask yourself, do I want him or her to do it with me or do it for me? If you're honest with yourself, then you're going to know what to do. When you learn to practice inner bonding, learning to take responsibility for your own feelings, you heal the self-abandonment that results in neediness. You can heal neediness. We don't thrive without love. So I consider love a basic need. Even though we might muddle through without love, many people get sick and die from a lack of love. Most of us know that infants and small children need love to, th to survive and thrive. Many babies have died due to not being held with love. Failure to thrive is the term used when an infant dies due to not being held with love. So there are times when we need another to hold us and empathically help us through our deeper existential pain, such as heartbreak and grief. There are times when we're ill and we need another to help us and soothe us. This kind of loving care is a basic need. The sharing of love is also a basic need. However, there's a huge difference between, between trying to get someone else to love you and your need to share love. We all need to learn to bring love to ourselves through our spiritual connection. It's only when we can fill ourselves up with our source of love that we have love to share. When we're not taking responsibility for developing our spiritual connection and learning to fill ourselves up with love, then inevitably we're going to be needy. When someone is not taking responsibility for their own feelings and pulling on you for attention and approval, they are being needy. You know they are being needy because it feels like they're draining you rather than sharing with you. The difference between need and needy is mostly about energy. We're needy when we're empty because we've abandoned ourselves by not taking responsibility for our own feelings. We're expressing a need 
when we are taking loving care of ourselves and sharing our love with others or reaching out for legitimate help. When the actions of need, while the actions of need and neediness may look the same, the energy behind the actions are completely different. And the result in our relationships is also completely different. So I encourage you to learn how to love yourself in my 30-day course called Love Yourself, which you can find on our website at innerbonding.com. And if you're interested in a very deep and profound experience in learning how to love yourself through inner bonding, consider taking my upcoming virtual intensive that starts in a few weeks. You can find information about this at innerbonding.com. Click on events, then click on intensives, and you can find out about intensives. I send you my love and my blessing.